My men were in that chopper when it got hit. Hopper's orders were to go in and get my men, and he disappeared. He didn't disappear. He was skinned alive. And my orders were to get somebody and who could crack these bastards. So you cooked up a story and dropped the six of us in a meat grinder. What happened to you, Dylan? You used to be somebody I could trust. I woke up. Why don't you? Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 164. We are back after a two-month hiatus. We had a lot of crap going on, so we yeah. needed kind of a break. And now we're all refreshed and we're ready to go. So, uh, Basically, the man. Critics' Choice Awards pissed me off a little bit. And I was like, let's podcast. And then, yeah, we have a <laughs> backlog of movies we have to talk about also. Yeah. There's just a, a ton of stuff for going through, and plus, this is um, a little bit of a different episode where there are two movies of the week, and it's more of like a compare-contrast review of both of them. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoy that, which will be coming up in the second part of the podcast. But for now, let's just go over all the shit that we've watched over the past two months, maybe even three months, because we did... Um, our last episode was the year in review, where we did our top tens, and then we also did, um, we just shortly talked about a few movies that we saw last year too, we really didn't review them all the way. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's start on your, your rant here about the Critics' Choice Awards. <laughs> Usually it's your rant Yeah, I know because about awards. Yeah, because I'm not a big fan of awards. Yeah. Uh, I actually just checked out... Uh, the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards today, and they're uh-huh. actually okay. So, oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's just the same old rant. And when I said pissed me off, they don't really piss me off anymore. I just kind of roll my eyes at them. Um, just looking at the nominees and the winners, uh, for instance, Power of the Dog. My biggest problem, I think, is stories that we've already heard so many times, um, and seeing the Power of the Dog win. I just kept thinking to myself, you know, if I want to watch uh, a Western about toxic masculinity, I'll just go back and watch all the Westerns that exist. (laughs) Um, I know that Power of the Dog is supposed to be something more powerful about repressed homosexuality, but so are all Westerns. I'm sorry. There, I said it. I said it out loud. Um, What was the other one that made me mad? Oh, yeah. King Richard. Again, uh, it makes me think, like, behind every extraordinary woman, there's a man who doesn't deserve all the credit for it. And yet, here's this movie winning awards. Mm. Where's Serena Williams' movie? We've got a documentary, I think. Yeah. Uh, what other movies were nominated? Just, because I know, it, it, like, most of the stuff I, I haven't even seen, of course, which is usual with the Oscars. I mean, yeah, I'm pulling it up now. I'm looking down the list, you know, biopic, biopic. Yeah, well, that's... that's Spencer. Well, like, like you're, you're coining here with these movies is that they're a boomer nip. I did. I called them boomer nip to you. I'm coining that phrase. <laughs> My parents listen to this podcast. I love you, Mom and Dad. You've always supported me, including on this podcast. But sometimes the movies that you love are boomer nip. I mean, they're directed right for you because they know they remade West Side Story last year. Who asked for that? Nobody. Nobody. And did. who went to see it? Nobody. Except a few baby boomers. Except the boomers who, yeah. Who My parents. And, and they loved it. And I liked it. It's not that. It's it's who these movies are for. They're right. boomer nip. And I do feel like we are slowly getting some more diversity. I'm mm-hmm. hearing some new stories, and that's great. But just looking at the nominees and the winners, still, Critics' Choice, they're so predictable. Oh, yeah. Every year it's usually pretty predictable. I don't give a shit. I haven't I given know. a shit for many years I now. have to stop. But it's it's just very telling like how out of touch the Academy is. Yes. And how... like. How so many things slip through the cracks, and and I know what I'm going to say right now is, 
it's on a lot of people's minds too is that how come Spider-Man wasn't nominated for anything or anything really uh, well maybe not not even like special effects or anything I don't well I didn't get that far okay oh, yeah. maybe maybe yeah I, but uh, now we're talking critics choice so I don't yeah. know so but yeah but I don't that's know even critics. a category honestly but the Academy which is also cutting out a lot of the other uh, awards like six six to eight awards I think are being cut out of the the, the broadcast. broadcast of it mm-hmm. and it's all like technical stuff and yeah it's it's yeah and that's too bad so i hope no one watches this year yeah i agree and uh I, I, there's one more thing that i want to say about power of the dog cuz i'm feeling the comments coming saying that it was directed and written by a woman and that's correct but the source material is a novel that was written by a man and there are so many instances i can give you where there was a movie directed and written by a woman by a woman and that's awesome Pet Cemetery, American Psycho, but the source material came from a man mm-hmm. and not necessarily fresh and new or from yeah. a woman's perspective. And that's, it, it seems like that's kind of um, something that I've come across before too. Um, more extreme though, because I've asked this question before of people and they can never, never give me an answer because I don't even know either. And I love film, and I love, like, comic characters and everything, and I like things that are different. And, and I've asked a few people this, and uh, I've asked, do you know any woman or women who have created, like, a comic or a movie or something in, in I'm not going to say pop culture, but just an art of the overly grotesque uh, or the large-bosomed woman scantily clad is there any like i haven't seen crossover of that meaning like women women owned and operated comics that still portray women as over sexualized not just that not just that part of it but also like of the grotesque of like uh people being blown up or gross monsters or anything if anyone knows please let me know i would love to love to, to see this but i have yet to meet someone who's been able to tell me that Either come in the form of comics, maybe more in film. I would say. Uh, I mean, I'm potentially, I'm probably there's there's low budget movies there where women have directed and written, where there's uh, substantial nudity along with tons of gore and gross out and everything. I'm interested to know. I mean, I want to say yes, but the other question is. Are these women with these ideas given the opportunity to put it onto a platform or with a studio mm-hmm. large enough to actually put it in theaters? That's true, too. Or not even film, just in art or comics. In, in or, art in general. So yeah. that's yeah. my counter question, is mm-hmm. what opportunities were they given? Right. Well, all right. Critics', critics Choice there. So that was the Critics' Choice Awards. Kate Winslet, you have enough. Give Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen one. <laughs> okay, now I'm really done. Let's right, get into our movie. Yeah, let's let's start shooting it, shooting the shit here. Yeah. So the first one, this is a really long list, and I will need refreshers because they were so long ago. Okay. We need to do something. I'm pretty sure that's the one where they're all stuck in the bathroom, right? Yes. Yes. With the guy from Cheap Thrills. Yes. Yeah. Um, 2021 on Hulu. Right. Yeah. This one was interesting. Yeah. Um. It's it's just a single location movie with uh, this family that's trapped in their bathroom after uh, like uh, a tornado has hit or, or they think a tornado has hit or something happened to where they can't leave their house because there's a tree blocking them at the door and yeah. they can't get out and they are all unhappy people. <laughs> in this They're movie. a miserable family. Yes, they yeah. very are. And so we get to watch them just. Uh, devolve into just sh- shitty people. Uh, the dad is the worst. Yeah, and he has no redeeming qualities at all, and I just mm-hmm. hate characters like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, uh, what do you think? Do you recommend this one if you like this kind of movie? I found it to be kind of a slog. It was. It, it was okay. And then the end, it goes in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm gesturing yeah, yeah. wildly <laughs> in his toy room. Yes. <laughs> uh, really hyped up today. 
Uh, it goes in a totally different direction and then doesn't explain much. And that's fine. You don't need to spell no. it all out for me. No, but not at all. I kind of left with, okay, that felt really long and I don't even know what I saw. Right. I mean, it's not a bad movie. No. But it's just probably one we'll never watch again. No, definitely not. So we'll put, that, put it in that, that part of our shelf of yeah. never watching again. But not bad. Check it out. Uh, next, the in no particular order, I just tried to recall... Uh, the Oak Room. That's from 2020. Ah, uh, yes. That was a rent. That was. Uh, this one was actually pretty good. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. The mm-hmm. trailer does exactly what you love. It mm-hmm. gives you absolutely no idea. Yep. Maybe just a quick synopsis, but you have no clue what you're about to see. And it turned out to be really fun. I thought. Yeah, uh, it, it was a very dialogue heavy movie, which yeah. I don't mind at all. I think. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of movies like that, and TV shows even, like Midnight Mass, which is very mm-hmm. dialogue-heavy, and even monologue-heavy with that. Um, so it, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a slow burn, but it definitely is a mystery that you, you're kind of just, that's unfolding in front of you. And I'm not talking about like one main mystery, I'm talking right. about our characters, uh, mysterious characters, and learning more and more about them as the movie goes along. And trying to figure out why this bartender dislikes this guy so much, kind of thing. Um, it's about a movie where this young man enters a bar uh, in a town he hasn't been to in a long time. R.J. Mitty or Mitt uh, from Breaking the, Bad, from Breaking the Bad. kid yeah. from Breaking the, mm-hmm. the the son uh, of Walter in Breaking Bad. He uh, he comes back to town, and the bartender immediately gives him shit. So you know there's some beef between them two, and you find out like his dad died, and he didn't come home. And there's been troubles around, so uh, that's the starting point of the movie, and yeah. you just kind of things just start rolling around after that. And he yeah, he just wants to tell him a story, mm-hmm. but he is in complete control of this story. So could he be an unreliable narrator, perhaps? Yes. And the bartender keeps wanting him to... Well, he, he owes the bartender money. Right. So uh, he wants to get the money from him, and he doesn't want to hear a goddamn story. So right. that's, how, that's yeah. how the movie kind of starts, but slowly he does get into his story. Agreed. So, yes. Agreed. Yeah, that's what it's about. There's nothing to disagree with. <laughs> I was just looking up the next movie. All right, so check that one out. Check it out. Yeah. that We rented it. We paid like six bucks. It was totally yeah, worth it. Yeah, it was it. worth it. Yeah. That was three months ago, so it might be free now. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Next up, uh, The Hideout, or Hideout. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2021, we watched this on, how did we watch this? Amazon. It was free. Right. I'm, I'm, so this is the one. Evading police at a remote farmhouse after fumbling a robbery, robbery, four criminals discover that the family living there is not who they appear to be. This girl. She's the most memorable part of the movie. Ah, uh, yes. You, you remembering now? Um, well, now I'm... I'm, I'm oh, remember. sorry. Did well, it wasn't even away? A, Yeah, her picture went away. But now I remember the movie. Oh, yeah, her. I, um... So these four criminals show up. Yeah. One of them's been shot, and he's in really bad shape. Now I'm remembering. They hold yes. him hostage, and it's a they assume familial relationship between a grandmother or a mother and a daughter. Right, and it's not necessarily that. That that may be an incorrect assumption. So it's a home invasion movie. Yeah. Um, the little twist on it. Uh, it was it was pretty decent. I had a good time. Yeah. I, the Audrey Kovar. Yeah, she was good. Is in it. the main character. She's got a, a Willow Rosenberg, Allison Hannigan type feel. Yeah, she's for pretty me. hot, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah, <hi. laughs> that's what she reminds me of, and she's great in this. Watch it for her. Yeah, check it out. Uh, that's our movie of the week. Um, Slap Face, twenty twenty one on Shutter. Yes, this movie very. Um, I yeah, I gotta. Uh, it's not, it's not a bad movie. Another one of those I'll probably never ever watch again. Um, this movie's about a um, a young man, probably in his twenties, taking care of his younger brother. Yeah. Because his parents are are dead. Yeah. Um. But. Um, I forget necessarily oh, yeah, what the okay. antagonist of the, of the movie was, but oh, I do. it kind of boils down to um, just, uh, what do you call it? I'm having trouble here. Help me out. Uh, boils down to, uh, well, the, the, I remember... Like the, the main part of the story, the theme yeah. of the movie. So you just said that, um, and what these two boys do is to, and this is 
the older brother Tom says this is so they can kind of ground each other. Mm-hmm. Whenever the younger boy Lucas gets in trouble, they just stand there and slap each other in the face harder right. and harder and harder. And the older boy, the older boy Tom, is convinced that this is good therapy for right. both of them. Uh, domestic abuse is what I was looking for. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. That is what it's about. It's about domestic abuse. Weirder, but yes. Well, with some other things mixed in with it. I and don't wanna... products of domestic abuse. Right, yes. exactly. So, uh, yeah, this is this movie, and these guys slap each other in the face to get, like, their problem. They think they're solving their problems, but they're making things worse. And they're yeah. not really talking about what the problems are or, or working together. Um, the older brother drinks a lot, meets this girl. She's, you know, really interested in, in him because he's, like, a cool little dude. He's not, like, a jerk or anything. Um, and then... Uh, and then yeah, this dude just meets her at a bar and brings her home for the week, and uh, they, I mean, end up, they end up kind of breaking up, and, and then shit starts to happen, and then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, check it out. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, shutter, it's, right? It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a bad movie, but once again, it's just one of those I'm probably never going to watch again. Yeah, and for me, one of those where this is an, an example of a movie that as a woman I just don't think I can identify with. Maybe mm. there are ladies out there who understand... Two people slapping each other in the face is a form of communication, but I don't know. Mm. Well, I mean, it's a deeper meaning. But. I, I get it. I know. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Uh, very enjoyable. We watched it again yesterday. Saturday. Or Saturday. or Yeah. yeah um, two days ago. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good time. Um, I'm pissed that... Like, I ever watched... I really didn't watch any of the trailers, but I went online, of course, and of then course. there was pictures of shit that was there. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this movie's ruined now. But it was still a good time, even though I knew it was going to happen with some of the stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check this one out. I don't think we have to talk about it too much. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's been out for so long. If you haven't seen it and you really wanted to, you had your chance. There are three Spider-Mans in it. Yeah. There. Andrew yeah. Garfield and Tobey Maguire Pop. are in it. You had your chance. Um, and that's the, I think Andrew Garfield is my absolute favorite part of the movie. The second time around, I loved it even more. Did I notice time travel plot holes and spell plot holes? Of course I did. Yep. Should we really concern ourselves with plot holes like that? No. Uh Uh-uh. No, not at all. Yeah. Next. Next. Silent Night. Um, so, (laughs) do you want to watch Melancholia on Christmas? (laughs) Silent Night is the movie for you. 2021 on AMC+. Plus. You know what? I like, maybe even love these movies of impending doom. You know, and I really liked this movie. It was really good. But yeah, I did not know how much it was going to bum me out. They unroll that very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, it, it's a movie, you know, like uh, these final hours are... Uh, are Shit, what's that other Christmas one? The, the, the apocalyptic the, one? The instructions one. Oh, await further instructions. Await further instructions. Yeah. Blanked mm-hmm. on it for a second. It's like these movies where there's an impending doom and you know what's going to happen. Or at least you think you know what's going to happen. Um, I just love them. <laughs> this movie was really, really good. It's really good, it a lot. yeah. It's very much um, Christmas night where um, Doomsday is going to come... Uh, and this family got together with other friends and everything to celebrate the last day, and then they're gonna kill each other because this, I don't know, was like a big fucking cloud of radiation or some Something, shit. Yeah, there's no avoiding it. You're yeah, gonna die. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, either they try and live through the radiation and, and just die horribly, or um, they, they kill just kill themselves, themselves and yeah. just have a peaceful death. And there are, like, QAnons out there who don't believe that the radiation exists or is coming. Right, So the little boy starts to wonder if it's real. Yes. And uh, he's the only one who kind of questions that a bit more than the others because, um, I mean, they're pretty certain they're going to die. So Mm -hmm. you have, uh, it's the the kid from Jojo Rabbit. He is excellent. He is good in this. And then you have... uh, Kira Knightley in, I think, my favorite role of hers. Yeah, she was good in it. Um... (laughs) 
that's not Tom Hiddleston. Is that Matthew? Oh, Good? Matthew Good. Yeah, right, it's yeah. Matthew Good, the other one. The other, yeah, the other Loki looking dude. <laughs> Tom uh, Hiddleston stole his career, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one was really good. Um, I, I guess wait around for Christmas to watch it again if you want to be depressed. But uh, check it out. Yeah. I think it's really good. It's very good. Check it out. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, twenty twenty one. We rented it. Maybe it's on HBO now. I don't know. It's probably on Disney Plus. If Disney it is Plus good. would yeah. make more sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, this was all right. It was okay. It wasn't all that great, but there was um, some. The fight scenes were really good in this movie. Um, at the end, though, kind of fizzled out a little bit for me. Uh, it's cool to see um, Tony Leung. Yes. In uh, an American movie, uh, I've been a big fan of his since I saw Hard Boiled and. Um, Oh shit! Bullet in the head. Some old, older John Woo movies. So he was uh, especially hard boiled. He's fucking awesome in that movie. Um, if you've ever seen it, which I hope people who listen Definitely to this have. Should. Yes. Um, top five for me, of course. Uh, great character. But uh, going back to Shang Chi, it was cool, man. It was it was a cool movie. Uh, it was good. I'm tr- quickly trying to brush up on the story because it was so long ago. Because I remember liking it even more than you did, but now I can't defend that opinion. I guess... Check it out. Yeah, it's another fucking Marvel movie. It doesn't need my defense at all. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Check it out. Um, That's another movie of the week. Nightmare Alley. Ah, yes. Nightmare Alley. Didn't we talk? No, we talked about it briefly, right? Very briefly, but yeah, you said you wanted to talk about them all in more detail. Um, Guillermo del Toro's latest movie... Um, it's pretty much a three-hour Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, it's an about the Icarus story, about okay. the white guy flies too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Now, do I love the way Guillermo del Toro told it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I watched it again and I enjoyed it again. But mm-hmm. is it a new story like no. I've been screaming about? No, it's not. Absolutely not. One of the oldest stories in history. Yes. Uh, but check it out. Yeah. Do it. Everybody's great. It's Guillermo del Toro. It looks beautiful. The storytelling is excellent. But, yeah, it uh, drags on for a little bit. They could have tightened it up yeah. just a, a tiny bit. I agree. Not too much, just a tiny bit. But uh, all the acting is great. Of course, the visuals are great. Uh, Bradley Cooper is good in it. Um, everyone's good in it. Yeah. So, great yeah. cast. All right. Check that one out. Check it out. Next. Black Friday. Now, we sort of talked about this. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Bruce Campbell show up for the opening of an envelope, apparently, that has money in it. Right, and <laughs> shows up sporadically throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the biggest part, but he is, I mean, the main guy on the box. Uh, this is a movie about Black Friday in a toy store or, like, a Target or whatever, and shit goes down, they're locked in the store, they have to get out. Char- characters you like, some characters you don't like... Uh, and that's the movie. Uh, it's a fun enough movie to watch while you're playing, like, Bejeweled on your phone. Yeah, or s- smoke a joint and watch the movie. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out here out there who are going to love it. I, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. But he's charming in it because Bruce Campbell is endlessly oh, charming. Oh, yeah. 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 Best but part of the movie, yeah. Best part of the movie, not a main character. No, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh... I wanted to look this one. I remember Katrina Bowden. Okay, Great White, 2021 uh, on AMC+. Plus. Yeah, this one was was pretty bad. Uh, yeah. I love shark movies. I fucking love shark movies. This one was not good. This one really wasn't that fun. It was boring as yeah. fuck. And Katrina Bowden seems like a very nice, good person. Yeah, she just does a lot of B-movie she, shit. She's That's not all. a leading <laughs> lady. I just don't think she can carry a movie by herself. No, no, she's not all that... I mean, yeah, she's not great enough to do that. Yeah. Or, or, or believable. Charismatic. She doesn't yes. have the thing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would pass this one up. Uh, it's about uh, Katrina Bowden and her boyfriend. Uh, they... They do airplane flights in Hawaii or wherever the fuck they are. I don't even care where they were. For like, tourists. Yeah. Like tourist flights to go to like a, a deserted island somewhere. And they fly there, have a picnic or, or whatever. Um, 
but unfortunately there's sharks and shit and their plane gets attacked uh, oh you know they, they end up on a, a secluded beach they see a dead body they take off again to go find the other party of that boat uh, they get to the boat uh, lady's dead get back up on, on the plane and then Jaws attacks <clears throat> and then yeah. they're on a raft for the rest of the movie Yeah, that's slowly sinking and losing passengers by the half hour <laughs> so yeah it's, it's pretty slow I don't recall like I don't remember thinking that the effects were bad no they weren't bad but they were just really non-existent yeah that's the thing there were like when they went to the sunken boat that was that was pretty decent but other than that nah, I would pass yeah. on this one a big pass I mean I think you either have to make it a fun summer blockbuster or go like full open water like choose which one you want to yeah. do yeah. And this was, they tried to mix it, and that just doesn't work. It's it, one or the other. They're making a sequel to The Meg, also. Of course they are. Well, it made a lot of money in China, didn't yeah, it? So yeah, why well, not? yeah. It was co financed by them, so yeah. Right. Oh, jeez. Anyway, next. <laughs> next, uh, Don't Look Up. <laughs> 2021 uh, on Netflix. Now, this one, again, doesn't need our no. approval, it doesn't need our defense. It's, it's, Getting nominated for all kinds of awards. I, I did like it a lot. Yeah, I had a good time with it. I was really excited to see Jennifer Lawrence back, and mm-hmm. she's at her Jennifer Lawrenceiest. She makes mm-hmm. me laugh out loud several times. Yeah, it was. It's a fun movie. Uh, I don't think it deserves to be like in all these categories. But I mean, look at the other fucking movies I've never seen in there, and I probably never ever watch anyway. Well, yeah, I feel like Adam McKay is really good at knowing when to release movies, like topical movies, like when yeah, the big true. short came out, and now Don't Look Up is about climate change, basically, or it could be about the pandemic, or, all about like whether you believe in science or not. That's what Don't Look Up is about. I think it, it's about our, uh, I wouldn't say current, but... Uh, our our past presidency and how inept it is and how just corrupt and and stupid it is. That's it's, what I think it's mostly about. Absolutely. Um, Meryl, not, sorry. No, and I think just the rest of that stuff is kind of sprinkled in there. But it, it, it it's it's a political movie. It is. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say definitely Meryl Streep's president character is a metaphor for a completely incompetent president whose name I don't have to say anymore. Right, exactly. Uh, but it's still a fun movie. Check it out. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah, check it out. A little long, if I remember right. Yeah. I, Just like The Big Short. Yeah, his yeah his movies are a little long, but they yeah. try and squeeze a lot in there. But I had a good time. It kept me entertained enough that I didn't mind too much. Um, and then the last one before our two movies of the week. We got through these pretty fast. Well, I have a couple, too, that I oh, watched okay. also that I would like to get through. But, yes. Well, then Antlers. Antlers, yes. Antlers was uh, pretty fun. Speaking now, this is also a movie about domestic abuse, like Slapface. Mm-hmm. But, and, like, cycles of familial abuse, but done so, so much better right. than Slapface Right, and more, a little more subtly, too. Yeah. Uh, um, and with beautiful special effects and kind of some heartbreaking special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk too much more about it, but um, it was good. I had a good time watching it, so I would say check out Antlers. Yeah, okay, we won't talk about it anymore. Yeah, I, I would go into there a little more blind, because it's a little bit newer. But True, true, yes. But a little more blind. So then you'll, uh, you'll We have went in time. totally blind, and I'm really happy we did, so yeah, me I too. agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I saw The Matrix, the Uh, last one. Um, I get why they did it, because they were going to make another one anyway, so the one Wachowski was like, all right, yeah, I'll just make it before you guys make it. Right, if you're going to make it, then I want to make it. And then I'm pretty much just going to put that in the movie also, of me saying that I'm just going to make it, so you guys don't make it, and it's very much tongue-in-cheek, uh... It's very, I didn't see it, but from the reviews that I saw from, uh, like, Red Letter Media, for instance, it seemed like it was meta in that, yeah, the so Lana Wachowski did seem annoyed that she, it, she needed to make it. Yeah. It's meta for basically making a remake nobody asked for. Yeah, or a remake yeah, it is. no one asked for. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it is. And so that's what, she, she made fun of the fact that they were even doing it, and... Yeah, respect, I guess. Yeah. And I got two more. 
I watched nothing. Um, wait. Nobody? Nobody. I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing. I watched nothing. Uh, I watched Nobody finally. Finally I watched it. It's on HBO Max. And it was a fun movie. I had a good time watching it. It's, I believe it's from the guy who did Hardcore Henry. Um, it's just the last ten minutes got too goofy for me. It and is unbelievable. So, um, I'll give it a pass. It, I, it was still a good movie up until then. And I, I had a really good time. Okay. Um, so, yeah, check that one out. And my last one is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yes, I forgot. Ah, uh, yes. Um, you watched it. Yes, I did. I did. And it was fucking boring. It was so boring. So what what did you expect based on what people were saying and what I said? Fun. I was expecting fun. Oh, at least fun. I don't I know. I didn't get that. I, I got thought it was boring. fun. You didn't even think... See, everybody hated the Walmart scene. I thought the Walmart scene was funny. I didn't even get to it. <laughs> I stopped watching halfway through because I was so fucking bored. They just redid the first fucking movie. It's they're all yeah homages to it's like an homage in the movie. There's yeah. like a, oh, a Crunch Bar, Twinkies, like come on. You mean like, Stay Puffed? And I didn't, I didn't even get to that part. Yeah, <laughs> stay Puffed. Nope. in there. He's in there. I I just had to stop. It was, it was I was bored out of my mind watching it. And the opening is I've been saying like this is great for like if you're you loved Ghostbusters and you have a ten year old. Yeah. Take him to this. And if it's their like their first time seeing Ghostbusters, then yes. Yeah. But other than that, fuck this movie. <laughs> well, I thought it was charming. I thought it was fun, but yeah, it was it's it to me it wasn't made for adults. It was no, made not at all. it was made to Yeah, you know it was made for fans. adults. It was totally It was, made but it was also adults. made to find new fans. True. For this cash cow that is Ghostbusters. Yeah. So if the, if the kids love this one then we can go ahead with this new cast yeah. all right coming up our movie of the week you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movies of the week are two sequels to popular horror franchises that have come out in the 70s and in the 90s. Mm -hmm. I am talking about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's 2022 on Netflix. And Scream 5, or just Scream as it's called. Can you rent that one? Or is it... I don't know where it's available now. Yeah, I think it might be rentable now. I'm not exactly yeah. sure, but it will be pretty soon. We saw it in the theaters. Mm -hmm. And uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll start out with Scream to just, uh, just to begin here and talk about um, how you make a sequel. Yeah. How you, how you do it right at this point, at this point in the franchise... Uh, is Scream 5, I think, or right. Scream. Um, this movie, uh, the movies throughout the series have evolved with the times. Uh, you had your first three that came out in the 90s, early 2000s. And then you have uh, part four that came out, um, what was it, like 10 years ago? A while, yeah. And then you have this Scream that came out uh, just recently. And this is now spanning three decades of, of Scream movies. Uh, four decades, holy shit! Four decades because nineties, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, tens, and then twenties. So yeah, is a uh, fuck. Wow. Did we get one in the two thousand tens? Doesn't matter. The Doesn't, latest it, one. It yeah. spanned throughout yeah, spanned the time. Four and, decades. Uh, yes. So anyway, um, this one was uh, a, a nice, just kind of. I would say it felt more like a one-off 
compared to the other Scream movies. Okay. To where uh, we get, once again, a whole new cast, but it's uh, young people still, again, it's not like our old Scream cast, which they do are incorporated in this movie. But it's it's mostly centered around our new cast, which is good. Which um, I think the one prior kind of faltered because they did spend a lot more time with our older cast. Uh, if you look back on it, you you'll see that they, they spend a lot of time with with Sydney and which I thought she should have been killed off last yeah last one anyway. In in four, she's Sydney's still related to at least one of the protagonists slash antagonists. Right, right. So, yeah, her story is in, still connected. It's whereas still, yeah. this one, it's really not. It's all new cast. Right. And uh, then they kind of talk about that a little bit, too, with uh, in the, the stab movies within the movie, of course. There are, like, so many of them. And even, even they make fun of, like, uh, the stab movies in the movie because it relates to Scream anyway to where right. they say, like, um, they go to like stab six or seven, and they're like, "Well, this this one, this didn't even seem like part of the series. Like the character had like a, a different mask and different face and everything. Yeah. It just didn't fit in, kind and, of thing." And why is it just called stab? Just call it stab eight. That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. Like same thing with they, how they name the movie. Just scream yeah. instead of scream five. Uh, so yeah, it's very self-referential in that in that degree. But uh, they did a really good job of keeping the secret of. Of, of who the killers are. They didn't give it up. I didn't know who it was until the end. I did. You, yeah, you guessed. <laughs> I guessed correctly. <laughs> yeah, you guessed correctly. Um, um, yeah, it's like you were saying. It's self-aware enough that it's mm-hmm. still fun, like mm-hmm. all the other ones. Yes. Uh, this one revolves around uh, Billy Loomis, who was our first antagonist in Scream. Uh, his daughter... His illegitimate daughter. Right. Is um, growing up now. Uh, She had left her sister and her parents uh, when she found out that she was the daughter of Billy Loomis. And she never told anyone about it. Uh, So she ended up just leaving her sister and everything behind and started kind of like a new life away from uh, the stigma of that. Her name is Sam Carpenter. Uh Because ha ha ha. I get it, Scream. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, her boyfriend is uh, Little Quaid from uh, The Boys. Jack. Jack mm-hmm. Quaid. And um, they get a call because her sister was attacked by the Scream guy. And, of course, shit starts going on again. Uh, the same kind of thing. But, at the same time, they're in, they're inviting new technology. Like they did with the one prior. And like they've done with the, the prior three movies, too. Where, uh, you know, caller ID and cell phones and everything kind of just really jump-started, like, a new era of horror movies. Yeah, Bluetooth-connected uh, locks. And then, yeah, that's yeah. introduced in this movie, where there's that, and then hacking these things. And, and they brought something a little bit new to it, which each movie kind of did. Um, so, yeah, that I think that's integral to, to the storyline, at least, or just to, to the times uh, that, that we live in right now, where all this technology is at our hands, and this killer can... or killers can take advantage of that. So I think that played very well into this movie. Um, and like I said before, I, I like how the, the integrated uh, characters of previous movies is at, I wouldn't say necessarily a minimum, but they're brought out a little bit later in the movie and they kind of have less to do and they kind of leave it a little bit more to the kids in the movie. Yeah. So uh, I did. I did appreciate that, and Scream Five is a, is a pretty good movie, uh, and not even just working off the Scream name, even. Uh, so the older sister, of course, comes back into town, and we get to meet all of the new young meat, mm-hmm. uh, which includes the the guy, the kid from Dylan Minnette from the Thirteen Things I Hate About You. Or Thirteen the, Reasons Why. Uh, He's <clears throat> you've seen this kid. He's in Lost. He's in oh, what's the one? I didn't really like it that much because it's so gross at the end. Oh, it's where he gets clubbed and shit. Yeah, the I forgot the name. No, of not open house. Open house. Yeah. I'm talking about Don't Breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah. Ah, yes, Don't Breathe. Um, you know this kid. Yeah, he's and then uh, we got the one girl from Yellow Jackets and just about 
every fucking thing out there right Jasmine now. Jasmine Savoy Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew her as the tinkerer in the Miles Morales video game. Mm-hmm. So she's, yeah, she's getting around. Uh, and a few other characters I really don't know all that much, but uh, it's cool. Uh, they kind of, I mean, they seem a lot more like high school kids than previous, than the the first three movies. They're a little closer in age to high school kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the one prior to that had more, uh, I mean, the kids looked young. I mean, uh, what was that? Rory Culkin or whatever. Rory They're, Culkin, I would have believed, was in high school, Rory. yeah. So, yeah, those they, they're a lot more believable so, in that movie. Hayden Panettiere, maybe not so much. No, not not her all that much. Yeah. But what's her face? Uh, Emma Roberts? Yeah, she, she looks young. She anyway. does, yeah. But anyway, going back to five here. Uh, yeah, the kids look young, and they did a good job too. Especially the what's her face again? I forgot her name. I know, right? The tinkerer. It's like the tinkerer. Is ja- it? Jasmine Savoy Brown. And they they flip it uh, because she is the daughter of um, what's her face or uh, Jamie Kennedy's sister from the first three. So that's her uncle. Yeah. Oh my God. And so Heather Matarazzo. Yeah, 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 and she and her twin brother—I uh, didn't mention him—but uh, she is kind of like the Jamie Kennedy of this movie. Kinda, yeah. She's the movie nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, her part's really funny. And of course, what ends up happening is there's a big party, like happened last time, kind of thing. And At killer... Stumacher's old house. Yes, uh, <laughs> they come back to that and see that. See how. That worked out so much better than after uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It wasn't like, look at this, here yeah, it is. It wasn't every single second. Like yes. this is from the old one. Don't you love it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we go and you find out who the killers are. Are I guess I won't ruin it right now. Um, I know still, I really want to, but I, I want to ruin it too. But you find out who they are, and uh, it is satisfying. Uh, the ending is satisfying. Some of the our characters die in this movie, and it's satisfying. Uh, I heard they're making a part six now with the same directors and writers. And I'll see it, but it's like I'm exasperated, sigh. Yeah. Okay, I'll mm. go see it, and I'll probably like it. And that will lead perfectly into our next movie, because a lot of people were like, Another Texas Chainsaw movie coming out. All right, fine. I'll I'll have to watch it. Yeah. But um, there were a lot of disappointed people, and there's some people who liked it a lot. Which fine. That's perfectly fine. If you want to like a movie, uh, this movie particularly. No, I wanna. I haven't told you this, hmm. but I actually went back and watched it again by myself. Oh, really? And. I softened a little bit. Really? I do feel like they were trying to make this generationally a new story. These weren't just kids on vacation. These were millennials or Gen Zers coming in to build a beautiful commune in this old Texas ghost town. Right. That's that's different. Yes. That is different. And I'll give it to them. But how did they do this, though? Yeah. Like, how did they get to that point? How did they get all that money? Well... How did they buy a whole town? How did they fuck up on that one house? I have been watching both The Dropout and Inventing Anna, and you can con your way into money. Okay, so let's say they con their way into money. (laughs) Fine. But let's talk about Leatherface in this movie. Yeah, that's, that's the focus. Leatherface has never been the primary force to deal with in, in the Texas Chainsaw movies, Mm -hmm. if you watch them. Uh, well, let's say, like, the, the, the earlier ones. Like, the first one, it was a family. The second one, same. Family Leatherface was in there. He was more of a a reasonable character, I guess. Um, then you had, like, the third one, still, once again, side character. Fourth one, side character. And then you get back to, like, the remake they did, which is actually kind of good. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually kind of like it. Me too. But also, I mean, the evil family is in all of these stories. There's even one... The one I really hate that makes him almost sympathetic because his family's so terrible. Oh, was that? That one was just called... Leatherface, uh, or, right? Or Texas Chainsaw, I Maybe. believe it was just called. Yeah. That one was fucking horrible. I mean, that one was actually worse than this one. Yeah, that one's worse. But this one is more memorable on how bad it is. Yeah. So, leather. let's say... How old was Leatherface in the first one, which came out in the 70s? 
Well, it's 75. Let's just say 75 it came out. Probably earlier, maybe a little later. Who knows? So let's, let's believe that, okay, maybe it was only like 25. 25 years old. Okay, that movie is a 25. So Leatherface. <laughs> so he's what? Like 78. He's like in his mid-70s, <laughs> right? He's so, in his mid-70s, and he's trucking it like, how the fuck does this dude even travel? How does he have the strength? Like, how do, like, yeah. okay, this, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't, like, this isn't believable. And I, and I know we're talking about Leatherface here, but there has to be some sort of believability in what you're doing here. It's, yeah, because it's the same guy. They make that very clear. Mm-hmm. It's his house in this ghost town. Yes. Uh, I guess, and it's very vague into how he even got there, which, fine. He's, it's an orphanage. Yeah. Which, wait, what? How does he that had a even... whole family. Yeah, exactly. And he <laughs> was, like, in his 20s. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up at an orphanage, and this woman, Alice Creek, takes care of him for 50-some years mm-hmm. in this busted-ass or, uh, orphanage. Like, I, I'm just guessing here is that he came in there, and she can tell he was kind of, I guess, slow, and just took him in, in, like, an upstairs bedroom of hers, and like, all right, you have to close up the chainsaw on the wall now, <laughs> and live up there for the rest of your life in this in this dying town in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's... I know we're nitpicking on story when it's just going to get into the gore, but, like, you're the one who wanted to keep to this story. So this was a big stretch for us to to swallow. Uh, And you're right. I didn't think about that. What you just said about the family, that's exactly it. In all the other Texas Chainsaw Massacres, he isn't the main character. Yeah. He's the frying pan. Yes. And once they get away from the frying pan, they're into the fire with the family. Yes. And now there is no family. It's just him. It's just him. And they make him a superhero. Yeah. Su- super villain. Excuse me. Superhuman. So, um, also with this movie, we have a, a returning character character from the first one. Which is the the woman who got away in the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sally Hardesty. So they thought... say take notes, but I'm just going to say they copied from uh, the Halloween movie that came out with Jamie Lee Curtis taking yep. the power back. So they have, have her... Um, she became a... a what's, worked for what? The, the Rangers? I don't even... She seems like a well, vigilante. CIA or FBI she worked for for many years trying to track Leatherface down. Never found him. Retired and has like a meat cutting, like a farm or whatever. He's cutting meat <laughs> and shit there. Yeah. And then she like she hears the call over the CB and hears about some dude with a chainsaw or whatever. Oh, back to back to getting Leatherface. Mm-hmm. So we have her character is going to be thrown into the mix pretty soon, which she's she's probably like in her seventies also. Yeah. Um. So she starts heading out to this town where these kids bought the entire town. They bring in a bunch of other influencers or people interested in buying these old buildings because they think they're kitsch or something. So this is like the the telling of the the 2020 hipster. So, <laughs> so you got all these young people there, and they they're on a bus. They come in on a bus, and and unfortunately, like these this group of people who bought this thing are or there's like four of them or five of them actually four doesn't, yeah, matter. doesn't matter it really doesn't yeah um they kick out an old lady ellis Krieg, who's living in the orphanage thinking that they bought the whole town and they thought they had the deed to her house but she actually ends up having the deed so they kick out this old lady who well, passes out as soon as she leaves the house gorman comes to Take her out, right? Gorman's the sheriff. Right. Gorman comes in to, um, because the, the the one guy who bought, or took care of all this stuff, thought he had the deed, and he was certain because he bought the entire, thought he bought the entire town, and so he, uh, Gorman from Aliens is in this movie, and he's the sheriff, and he comes, and then they escort her out of the house, to which she has, like, an attack, and then... Uh, passes out, and then they have to transport her to the hospital, which is uh, farther away from the town where they live. And, of course, Leatherface goes in there with her. Um, We don't get to see Leatherface's face. Of course, we see him mostly in shadows and everything. Mm -hmm. 
So they um, they take the the ambulance. I mean the the police ride, and they're heading down the road, and the girlfriend of the one guy who bought everything is in the car with them, and then she dies. Um, like Leatherface is trying to give her oxygen and everything. Uh, she dies in in the van on their way there, and then he gets pissed off. And probably this is the best part of the movie. It's where, easily the best part. Where he breaks the deputy's arm, who's in the back with him, and uses the bone to, to uh, puncture his neck. Cut his jugular. So, <laughs> I laughed out loud. And I did, yeah, I, that did excite me. Like, okay, maybe this will at least be fun. Right. Uh, the car crashes because he gets Gorman also. And then he um, he does the old leather face thing. He rips off one of their faces. He cuts it off. Lifts it up into the sunlight. And this was only like a shade or two better than Veronica. That scene <laughs> in Veronica where he slices that lady's fucking face off. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I don't... So I actually don't remember that part. I remember yeah, yeah. he gets one of the girls. Because he's wearing one of the girl's faces on the commune i thought he was wearing uh, gorman's face because he dies and then the, the deputy is dead also so he gets him out of the van and okay he kills her like towards the end of that whole scene because she's stuck in the car maybe then, i misunderstood whose face yeah i don't think it was, was her face on. okay um it was, it was one of those people not her but anyway um so this is miles away. This They have to have been driving for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and so let's think about, okay, the cop's going fast. We'll put it at 50. Yeah. So he's about like 10, 15 miles away at this point in time from the town. Um, and while that's going on, um, we also have a character and her sister who are part of the group that bought this whole town. Her sister is a survivor of a school shooting, mm-hmm. and her sister is older, of course, and wants to take care of her and wants her to stay with her while they build this town together. And um, her sister is very protective, a little bit overprotective of her. Um, so yeah, we meet these characters, and I would like to say that shit comes into play, but it never really does. Because um, you're supposedly trying to think that this character who went through the school shooting is afraid of guns, yet she's handling a gun later on in the movie. Not even later on, like 10, 20 minutes later, she's handling a gun. And she, at the end, she does blow him away with the shotgun, we think. No, not even. (laughs) Is that the point? That... She's brave enough to handle a gun after a school shooting? Yeah, I don't know. That was confusing. So, yeah. Um... So then, of course, uh, we're, we're introduced earlier to a character also. Um, he's like, our characters stop at a gas station in Texas in the middle of nowhere. And there's a, uh, a guy getting gas at the gas station. And I want to say, what do you have, like guns on his car or something like that? And then, so, like, the kids, who are all liberals and stuff, make, like, comments about him. When he's just standing right there next to him. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh, why, I guess he was hunting or something. I can't even remember, but for some reason, oh, he he killed some pigs and they're wild boars or something like that. And he killed them, and that's why he has guns, and that's why he has pig carcasses, hunting carcasses, or whatever. And so you pretty much made the liberals eat their sh- eat their shit in that scene. <laughs> and then uh, we meet him later on, and we find out that he is kind of like the was he like a mechanic or something in the town that they bought, and that he run he like yeah. fixes their car or some shit, or he mm-hmm. fixes something. Um, Again, oh. doesn't really matter. Right. Um, so they, they end up seeing, like, that Confederate flag hanging up in that building, in the orphanage building. That's the reason why they went in to that old orphanage anyway, and they yeah. found the lady in there with Leatherface. Because they want to get that flag they down. They want that, wanted yeah. that flag down. So uh, they got what they wanted, and so much more from that. <laughs> Again, some symbolism that I don't know felt like shoved into just a slasher movie well there's just so much symbolism in this movie that doesn't equate to anything right that's what i mean like is this a pro-gun movie or is this 
anti-gun movie? Is the uh, it's just like so many things that didn't pan out correctly. Yeah. And and since you said that, let's get back to Sally Hardesty for -hmm. things that didn't pan out correctly. The legacy character. Right. So she (laughs) she ends up heading back to the town uh, where the guy who bought the 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 town ends up getting killed. Um. What's uh? So yeah, he gets murdered. The the hillbilly dude, the the truck or the, the the hunter guy from the beginning who they talk shit to at the gas pump mm-hmm. he gets killed by leatherface also which is kind of i like kind of like that scene where he gets off because you kind of think he might be somewhat of the hero of the movie mm-hmm. but um there's a part where he's looking for the one girl and she's he walks into a room and he sees he doesn't see anything but there's a mirror and she's underneath the bed and leatherface is behind the door and she moves the mirror with her foot, and it kind of like angles towards where Leatherface is behind the door. And he sees, and then they have a scuffle, and then he gets killed. Uh, once again, like, how come Leatherface didn't see her underneath the bed move that mirror? That was another thing. I was just like, okay. Because he kind of like, she still hid under the bed while that guy got murdered and didn't do anything. And he, Leatherface just left. Um, yeah. I think I that's when he got his chainsaw. He got pissed off. Knocked a hole in the wall and got his chainsaw out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I thought you were making a joke when you said Alice Creed was like, put your chainsaw on the wall. <laughs> Literally, that's what happened. That's, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so, uh, so it starts, then here, here's something that's totally unbelievable in the movie. It starts to rain. It never fucking rains there. <laughs> so it starts to Sometimes rain. Sometimes it rains. And then all the people, all the influencers, and all the other assholes get on the bus to get away from the rain. Like, another thing is, okay, it's been fucking balls hot there the whole time. Like, characters are mentioning how hot it is, yet no one's sweating. Yeah. And so and then these characters want to get on the bus. I'm like, dude, why are you... It's, it's... Like, I'm sure this rain feels great. Like, why are you getting on the Stay bus? Stay in the rain. So they all get on the bus. And then that's pretty much just, like... A, a tube of gogurt for for Leatherface to go in there <laughs> and start chopping people up. Which this should have been an awesome scene because um, he kills the the guy who bought the place. Now he's on the street, and then the girls, the two sisters, are running away from him. And they get on the bus, telling the bus driver, "All right, let's go. Hit, let's let's get out of here." But no, no, no. Leatherface gets on the bus and just starts murdering everyone, which would have been awesome. But they did it so poorly and so, mm-hmm. like, you, you can barely see what happens. It's dark. You're getting, you're killing a bunch of people that uh, you don't give a fuck about anyway. But it would still like to see them killed in, like, a cool way. But it's just so tight and compact in there. You're focused more on the people running away than the people getting killed. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the CGI blood they're using in there is very unconvincing. And... Maybe the idea there is because the 1977 or 78, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, really doesn't have much gore in it. It's just yeah, that not idea. at all, really. Yeah. So maybe that's what they were going for. I don't think so because in the next scene, our legacy character finally gets to town. Of course, she probably she doesn't. Yeah. She's by car and it took her all fucking day. Yet Leatherface was fifteen miles away. Yeah, and he made it there in an hour. Seventy nine years old was yeah. able to race back yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i believe that okay so leatherface murders everyone sisters get out legacy character comes back um she goes chases him down shoots at him a few times goes back to the house sees leatherface just chilling in a room eating a sandwich or something and she goes in there she's like remember me blah 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 and like leatherface is like i don't fuck you are and yeah so she gets upset by that like she's been she wrapped her whole life around this asshole doesn't even fucking remember her and doesn't shoot him yeah she has like all the guns in the world doesn't shoot him lets him go outside Uh, the two girls get into a car and are about to leave Leatherface fucks their car up um and then they crash and then Lady comes out and 
say Leatherface, you know, and well, she puts him in the back of a patrol car because oh, yeah. they can't get out. Right, that's right. They yeah, have they to lock break. them. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, she locks him in the, in the police pat- uh, patrol car because she's like, "Stand back, girls. I'm gonna take yeah, care of this." And so they're trapped. It traps in there them. Yeah. And then, um, so here's their face-off of, of this old lady and this old man, where he gets his chainsaw, sticks it right down the middle of her, and lifts her up into the sky, and then throws her into the trash. It's offensive. I mean, to bring a legacy character back just to do that. Ridiculous. Yeah. So the girls are trapped in the one car because they crashed it, and the one older sister's trapped in there. Um... The younger sister gets out and runs to go get a, a gun and brings it back to shoot Leatherface. And, of course, she doesn't shoot him once again until, I think, what is it, the old lady in the pile of garbage shoots a shotgun at 40 feet away, 50 feet away, mm-hmm. and hits Leatherface finally. Of course, no damage because it's shotgun from far away. Mm-hmm. Because anyone who's played Call of Duty before knows that you can't use shotguns from that far away. I mean, I know very little about guns. I don't know if it's because I'm from a rural area. But yeah, if it's buckshot, you have to be close. (laughs) Um, They end up... Fuck, I don't even know where the hell they go from there. They go um, some... I think the movie theater maybe or some other place. Oh god, I forgot about that part. Right. And have their face off with Leatherface. The younger sister, of course. Um, of course, still never uses the gun. Um, they end up defeating Leatherface, I guess. Uh, um, where they, where the older sister gets the chainsaw. Uh, well, they shoot him a couple times, too, don't yeah. they? Yeah, they shoot him a couple times, and then she hits him with the chainsaw. Doesn't impale him, just hits him in the the, the mask or the face with the chain, the chin with the chainsaw. So he falls into, into something. Into some yeah. fucking toilet water. Girls think they killed them. They head outside. They're driving off. And then Leatherface comes, grabs the one, pulls her out, they cuts do her the, fucking head off. Right. The shocking, like, Jason ending. And no, no. They did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're right. The original I'm ending. very sorry. I apologize. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But ending. updated for 2022 yeah. with a, um, what is that, Elon Musk, the, with a Tesla that drives itself. Remember the end of the first one? Where she's screaming in the back of a truck. Well, she's screaming in the the uh, sunroof of a Tesla that's driving away. F- that's from her sister's head getting cut off. Yeah. And then, of course, we had to get a callback of when Leatherface did his tiny little dance after he ki- this didn't crazy kill. Crazy chainsaw. Yeah, he did his little his, his uh, hokey pokey with the fucking yeah. chainsaw. I'm like in the Mark of the Burnham's got to be so old. I hope that was a stunt double. Like, be <laughs> careful, be careful with that thing. <laughs> yeah, it it was. This movie was fucking horrible. Like I said, I softened ever so slightly when I watched it again. I don't ever want to watch then it again. It I want to remember it being that horrible. Because it, it really is. Well, when you said when you said we were going to do this and Scream, because originally we were just going to do Scream, yeah. I was like, well, I, I should probably watch it again, <laughs> because I only remember violently hating it. Yeah, it, it's not good. It is not a good movie. And from what I've read... I've read that the original director was fired off of it, and they had to do a bunch of reshoots. Like I read that they they started filming. Oh, I guess I, I want to say Ukraine actually, or, or somewhere in oh, Europe. No. And they're like, this doesn't look like Texas at all. And like, what no. are you doing? <laughs> so they reshot uh, they, in Texas. Yeah, I, I believe, or Arizona, I believe oh, they, okay. they shot. I'm one of those fucking deserty looking states. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend. It's on Netflix, so do what you want. Our yeah. opinions are subjective. Maybe you'll love it. Please piss all over this movie, like I would love to. <laughs> I, I, I guess it does kind of bother me a little bit that there are, are people who still think or who or who enjoyed this movie for what it was. There's a lot of people that I've read online, of course, because I fucking do that. They're like, oh, just turn your brain off and have a good time. Uh, like no man, fuck that. Like, I'm not. I'm not for a new movie like this. Exactly, I agree with you. It's hard to do that for a franchise that you really loved. And Scream Five touches on that, which yes. is what makes Scream Five stand out from yes. a reboot of a franchise. 
Um, yeah, like we're we loved this. You gave it to us, and we loved it. And mm-hmm. it hurts to watch you fuck it up. Yeah, but we love it, so we're gonna come watch you, even if you fuck it up. Right, and they know that. They know yeah. that. So, be more like Scream Five. Be yeah. more like Halloween. Be more, be more like that if you're going to do a remake or a reboot right. or a sequel. Right. Don't... Because I can't shut my brain off for something that I love. Mm. But I can certainly shut my brain off for a new slasher story that I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. Stop remaking good movies. Or do it, do it right. Remake bad movies. <laughs> Just yeah. do it. It'll be a lot more fun. Yeah, fix bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do. Yeah. Let's see another. Oh no, I can't think of the name. Rudger Hauer's in. <laughs> but remake that one. Oh, the, the that, alien. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot the name. Oh of that man, one. I, mean, I that screwed it up. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us this Actually, week. Actually, what? I ju- so we're all done. I forgot we saw Batman. Oh yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about Batman. Maybe we can save it because we we'll did just ba- see it. Yeah, we'll save it for next week or two weeks. It Highly be recommend. Two weeks, yeah. I can't wait to see it again. We'll talk about but it. Yeah. All right. Anything else before I lead us out here? That's okay. it. All right. Thank you guys once again for joining us, and we will be seeing you guys shortly. Thanks for listening.